Turning Point Coaching and Consulting presents Kairos Conversations, Connecting with Quality, the podcast. Kairos is Greek for the right time, the right season, and the right opportunity. This podcast features healthcare quality professionals who share their journeys, their advice, their struggles, how they made that transition into a new and exciting role. My heart's desire is that you find this podcast to be inspirational to you as you make your own journey. Don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends and rate us on whichever podcast platform you listen to. Thank you for being here. I'm here today with my first guest, my friend, Cassandra Jones. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. All right, let's start with introducing yourself to the audience. Right. Well, my name is Cassandra Jones, and I have my dream job working with organizations to help improve health care for the general public. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your background. What does that look like? What role did you come from? All of that. So I am a doctorally prepared physical therapist with over 30 years of practice. I spent the majority of my time in a level one academic medical center where I was a clinician and I also was a member of the therapy leadership team. So I had the beauty of being able to actually be on the floor, stand abreast of current evidence-based practice as a clinician, and also working through the leadership structure where I was responsible for operational and organizational oversight for the department. Wow, that sounds really interesting. And we'll get more into that in a moment, but I'm sure the audience is wondering how we know each other. So what would you share with them? So let's see, we've known each other for, what, six, seven years now. Um, We had the pleasure of meeting each other when we were working for the same organization. I had the opportunity to um, be one of your preceptors as you were onboarding to the organization. And um, over time, it's truly become a symbiotic relationship where not only did you learn from me, but I've learned from you. So I really have enjoyed our time together. Oh, me too, Cassandra. I mean, having you, I think you were my first, one of my first preceptors too, as I started. And it's really become a friendship that I have Mm -hmm. admired and have so appreciated. So thank you for being here and sharing your experiences with the audience today. Feeling is mutual. Yes. All right. So we talked about your background. You're a physical therapist. You have worked in academic medical center. You were a clinician, are a clinician. I guess once we're a clinician, we're always a clinician, right? Um, And you worked in therapy operations. How did you make that transition to healthcare quality? One of the things that I've always enjoyed is being part of a group to improve outcomes. And I've always enjoyed working with data. So my love for data, standards, policies, and procedures was the beginning of the journey. In my role as a department leader, we're responsible not only for making sure um, patients I care for appropriately, but developing, implementing, and executing um, quality solutions. So I enjoy being that problem solver, being at the table to help come up with solutions. So being able to take those skills as a leader in the department and then expand those outside of the the department is how I got into healthcare quality. Um, I had some very good leaders and mentors who opened the door to allow me to start doing some project management and working with outcomes across the interdisciplinary teams. 
Uh-huh. And in doing so, that really allowed me to start to grow my interest in patient quality and safety and helped me to start taking more courses and doing some things to develop those skills. Okay. And so when you decided to apply to your current organization that was outside of the therapy operations role, how did all of that project management skills and opportunities that you have lead you into the new role? Well, in the new role, several of the things that were important were being able to use standards, policies and procedures and guidelines as part of care. So my familiarity with some of those things were helpful. Also, my ability to work with teams across this perspective. I had the opportunity to not only work with teams within my hospital, but across our system. So I think that was also a piece that helped prepare me for this. So it's, it's being able to pull that clinical piece along with the data management program management, process improvement, bring all those pieces together, I think, which helped me make me a good candidate for my current role. Can you give an example of a project that you were a part of when you were at the medical center that helps you or gave you those skills that you felt helps you in the next role? Mm -hmm. One project that I was able to work on was a project where Medicare identified some populations that were at high risk for readmissions. Uh So I was the leader for the interdisciplinary team that worked on developing a clinical pathway to be used in our hospital, which then was used within our system to help reduce readmissions for a patient population. In this case, it was patients that were admitted with pneumonia. Uh-huh. But the interdisciplinary team was able to develop a pathway that not only reduced readmissions, but using the data from looking at our chart reviews, we identified, you know, when patients were going back into the hospital. So it was around day 10. And we were able to implement procedures and practices to get the patients in to see their primary care physicians before that 10th day. So we had a target of anywhere between five and seven days. So we were able to reduce readmissions by getting patients back into their PCP's offices earlier. So it was a great way for the interdisciplinary team to come together and use data to help drive the development of a new process. Oh, that's really cool. So when you say interdisciplinary team, are you talking about the different types of therapies? Are you talking about nursing, physicians? Who all were part of the team? Great question. This was actually an interdisciplinary team that included physicians. It included social workers, the dietitian, um, nurses, therapists, anyone that would be involved in the, the care of a patient that may come in with pneumonia. Oh, and most importantly, the respiratory therapist was a part of that team. So it truly was a interdisciplinary team. Okay. And do you feel that was one of the things that helped you with the new job? Do you feel like you highlighted that on your resume? Do you feel like you were able to talk about it during your interview? Or do you feel like it just kind of gave you the skills to be able to do the job? I think it was a combination because in doing so, it gave me the skills that it demonstrated that I had the skills to do the job. But I think also I worked to strengthen the areas that were opportunities for me. Uh Um, I try not to call them weaknesses, but I realized that I needed more knowledge in the area of process improvement. So I think being able to do that self-work to improve my, my tools and knowledge also was a big piece in helping me to make that transition. Did you encounter any barriers 
when you were making that transition from operations to quality? I think the biggest barrier was helping people, well, people pigeonhole you into the place that you are. Mm -hmm. So once a clinician, always a clinician. And um, sometimes you really have to push to allow someone to let you demonstrate the other things that you can do outside of being a clinician. Right. Because you can always think like a clinician and have that background and that perspective, but be able to use that clinical knowledge in a different way. Yes. And I think in healthcare, no matter where people pivot, they Mm -hmm. always are going back to that clinical background, which I think is very important because clinicians think the same way. And so being able to think like a clinician, you can then help the clinicians to also think outside of the box, which is one of the things you have to do in the quality arena to um, get good outcomes. Yeah. And one question that I get from my network often is, do you need a certification to move into quality? Do you need an extra degree? Do you, what, what does it take to be able to make that next step for companies to see you as more than just, just a clinician? I think certifications can be helpful. The CPHQ is the only accreditation for healthcare quality. And what it does, it, it validates the knowledge of healthcare quality practices and competencies. So for those that actually hold that certification, it provides credibility. Mm-hmm. It demonstrates your level of competence and competence within the quality arena. And it also demonstrates a commitment to your um, profession. Um, and it really allows others to know that you're really ready to help teams improve the outcomes because you've done the work to have those skills to lead the teams through that process. So I know that you have your CPHQ. Did you get that certification before or after you transitioned into your quality role? I did it after I moved into the role um, and I actually did it as I was preparing for my transition. It was one of the things that I did to help set me up to be successful as I was beginning to look for new opportunities. But prior to that, I always would take courses related to process improvement to improve my toolbox. Uh So I started to learn about Lean. I did Team Steps. Team Steps is a program that's through the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. There are free courses that you can take from the Institute of Healthcare Improvement. So really starting to educate yourself so that you're more knowledgeable also helps. So I did those pieces before I did the certification. And also in doing so, all those things helped me to be prepared for the certification. So it was those baby steps to get me prepared. So no, you don't have to have a certification to be successful in the quality arena, but I think the certification provides that level of credibility to help you along that journey. So from what I hear you saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the certification, it provided credibility, but it helps you to be successful as opposed to you getting the certification just for them to give you the job. Correct. So I think because certifications aren't easy to obtain by any means. So it's really the end result of the work that you've done. So it shows really the work that you've done in preparation. Right. So what advice would you give someone? who wanted to kind of follow in your footsteps. So maybe a clinician who is burnt out and wants to transition into healthcare quality, or what I'm seeing more and more is clinicians who are realizing they don't want to do 
physical therapy in the traditional sense or any of the allied health professions in the traditional sense, even when they're in school or on clinicals, they're realizing this is not exactly what I want to do, but I still want to use this degree that I just paid all this money for. What advice would you give those individuals? I would say, first of all, be adaptable. Take advantage of opportunities that may appear before you. Raise your hand for that project that may come up. Um, Be willing to stretch yourself and learn something new. Be willing to step into the arena where you see someone doing the work that you like to do. Mm -hmm. How often can you get in that space and really observe what they're doing and get a good picture of what they're doing? Because sometimes we may think it's one thing and it'd be totally different once we get there. And that thing really just work on expanding your knowledge base, you know, um, expose yourself to as many things as possible and be willing to learn. Yeah. And I want to go back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier about how your leader gave you opportunities to be a part of different projects and be team leads and kind of get involved with the interdisciplinary team. Can you walk us through how that, what did that look like in real time at at that time? That's a great question. I think really letting your leader know what you're interested in, you know, uh, the things that help to make your day in the clinical world shine a little more. Uh So really, my interest was I really like working on developing policies and procedures. So Uh as a a leader, that was one of the things that I often was able to do. So really um, letting your leader know what you are interested in, highlighting the things that you feel like you do, you do well so that they can help you grow those areas. Okay, and I think that's very valuable that you said to let your leader know, because I think some people shy away from that. Maybe they're nervous about telling their leader or maybe they just are kind of keeping it to themselves. But I agree with you. It's very important to give your leader the opportunity to bring your name up in a room full of people that may be able to help you. Or when a project comes along, you're the first person they think about and you're the one that can, like you said, raise your hand. Because I find that when clinicians are ready to move into that next level, they haven't taken the opportunity to to get those skills. And so they're starting blindly amongst other people who have taken that opportunity. And really, I think communication is with leaders is very important. Your leader wants to see you and you succeed uh-huh. in, in what you're doing. And I was truly blessed to have leaders that allowed me a seat at the table so that I could grow. Yeah, I, I like that you said that. All right. So here is a pinpoint question for you. What was your defining point? I guess I had two defining points. My first one was where I realized that I could make a difference for patients outside of where I was. So instead of being in those the four walls, I mean, one organization, I could make a bigger impact by being in a role where I was um, working with numerous and multiple organizations. So that was my first defining point. It was moving outside of the four walls where I was currently. And I think my second defining point was sitting in a meeting with the organization, um, discussing strategy and help them moving through a process and seeing the light bulb go off and then really getting it for, okay, this is how we get to where we're, how we reach our goal. So I think those are my two defining points. One, realizing that, hey, I can make a more of an impact outside of these walls and once I was, had gotten that opportunity, seeing the fruits of my labor, as you would say, come to fruition where I see help an organization to really reach the goals that they're trying to achieve. 
I love that. I love that. All right. Any parting thoughts for our audience? Anything else you would like to share with them? No, I think the biggest thing is be open to what you would like to do. Sometimes it takes just writing down. These are the things that I really enjoy doing. And it's almost like doing a vision board. You write those things that you are interested in, and then you go out and seek those. It's out there. You just have to put it into action. Absolutely. So for those who want to connect with Cassandra afterwards, you can find her on LinkedIn and you can check her out there. Thank you so much for joining in. Your support means everything. Be sure to subscribe to the show, share this episode with your friends and colleagues, and rate the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I'd love to hear from you. So find me on LinkedIn at BrandyDPT or on my website at www.definingpointcc.com. Enjoy the rest of your day.